It's time for News Talk 720 KDWN's Ask the Expert Hour. Have a question? Call now, 702-257-KDWN. That's 702-257-5396. Welcome to Ask the Experts. I'm Brian Black talking to Bob Wynn of Brian A. Lowen Associates. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Brian. Did you do anything at all Sunday afternoon? I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> not much going on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I uh yeah, it was pretty boring. Nothing going on. Nothing right? happened. No, no, nothing shocking or surprising. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're talking today about uh, a subject that I think that a lot of people can identify with, especially in the economy over the last ten years or so. Uh, we've talked about uh, the area of bankruptcy with Bob, uh, and we we probably want to take it back one step. And talk about what you can do. You know, bankruptcy is a financial tool that you can use in order to uh, push the reset button and get a fresh start if you need one. But you don't necessarily have to uh, push the reset button in every situation. Today we're going to talk about debt collection and uh, what it means when, some, when you get that call. Uh, that somebody's collecting a debt that you don't think you can pay or that you've gotten yourself into and you don't know how to deal with it. Um, you mentioned to me the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act, uh, Bob. Can you explain that to us? Brian, this was a law that was passed back in 1978. It was primarily uh, designed to curb the abuses of debt collectors. Right. Debt collectors were taking, doing all kinds of things to try to coerce payment from people. They, 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 and it, it, they were just horror stories mm -hmm. uh, about what debt collectors would do. And so Congress decided that they were going to try to, to put some restraints on these debt collectors. Now, when I say debt collectors, uh, I'm talking about the companies that end up collecting someone else's debt. Right. They buy the debt. They buy the debt. Uh, 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 you go to a doctor, um, and the doctor is in the business of healing people. They're not in the business of collecting debt. So typically, mm -hmm. a, an account uh, that that they can't get paid on uh, will end up going to a, a debt collector to to get paid. And and that's the the group of um, that this law is targeted to. Right. Fair Debt Collection Practices Act does not really restrict the original creditor. Mm -hmm. So the doctor himself is, you know, well, and they're unlikely to do crazy things to try to get the money. Yeah, the doctor again is not the the, the target of the law. It's right. it's these abusive debt collectors, and so the um, Congress passed this law in 1978 that was designed to put some restraints and and force the debt collectors to basically play fair. Right. And and um, so, uh, the one of the things that uh, debt collectors have to do is is they have to provide notification to you of your rights. Right. Any time that you've received a letter from a debt collector, there will always be a little paragraph in there that says, uh, "If you dispute this debt, you have thirty days to let us know that that you dispute this debt. Otherwise, we're going to consider it, consider it valid, and we're going to." Take every legal means available to, to collect on it. Right, uh, and and that language in there is not there there because the debt collector wants to be nice to the creditor. It's there because mm -hmm. of the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Okay, what are those legal means that they can use to uh, to collect a debt? Well, um, 
normally they they operate on the theory that the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Right. And so if they can harass uh, and and bother and threaten and and do whatever they think works for them, they'll do it. Right. Um, and and it's typically phone calls. Sure. They'll they'll call and and they'll say and things that they think will will be the most effective to get someone to open up their wallet and pay the debt. Uh, and I certainly don't have anything wrong with people paying their debts. Right, um, of course. But before a consumer opens up that checkbook and writes a check, they they better be sure that who they're paying has the proper authority to collect the debt. Right. And that the debt that they're collecting is the correct amount mm-hmm. um, before they even consider doing that. And, right. and, and so the, the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act allows consumers to basically um, demand a verification of the debt. When you get a call from somebody, it's, it's, it's usually from a debt collector that says, hey, we're, this is so-and-so from ABC Debt Collector, and we're collecting on this Visa card, and you haven't made a payment for three months, and, and we need to get this resolved and get this payment paid. Otherwise, we're, you know, we're going to do all kinds of bad things. Right. Well, I tell all my clients that the first thing they do is never, ever talk specifics to anyone over the phone who's holding themselves out as a debt collector. Uh, the first thing you should do is um, get as much information from the caller as possible, name, account number, mm-hmm. amount, uh, who they're claiming they're representing, and then politely say that you don't discuss these matters over the phone. If they'd like to send um, something to you in writing, here's my address. Be more than happy to take a look at it. Right. But you don't have to entertain these these obnoxious phone calls from debt collectors. It's good to get the information from them. And then tell them, you know, send something to me in writing. And then that's the last thing the debt collector wants to hear because they want them to agree to send a payment immediately so that they can move on to the the next file. The other thing that the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act allows a consumer to do is to send a letter to the prospective debt collector, and that's mm-hmm. why you get the information over the phone. Right. You get their name, address, company, all the information that you can over the phone, and then you can send that debt collector a letter, and the, you want to reference the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act and, and let them know that you are requesting verification of the debt. Okay. And and then it's the next thing that the, the debt collector hates to get is because now they have to provide verification of the debt. Right. And that's sometimes very interesting to see what they can come up with because a lot of the times, particularly on these debt collectors that that buy bulk amounts of debt, all they have is a computer printout with a name, account number, and address, and the contact information. They have no clue what this debt was from or or any, any documentation that backs it up. So they they can't provide that verification of the debt sometimes, most of the time, actually. And if they can't provide that, they are legally enjoined or prevented from ma- making further attempts to collect on that debt. Interesting. Now, does that mean that you don't still owe the money? No, I'm not. We don't know yet because oh, okay. they haven't verified the debt yet. 
When we come back in just a moment, we're going to talk a little bit more. I actually have a personal example of this process that uh, was frustrating and irritating when I found out that I owed some money that I didn't even know I owed. Um, if you have a question for Bob Wynn of Brian A. Lowen Associates, give us a call or a text at 702-257-5396. We'll be right back. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720, KDWN. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob Wynn of Brian A. Lowe and Associates, and we're talking about the law, most specifically the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act. If you've ever gotten a call from somebody who is trying to collect a debt, whether it's a real debt or an imaginary debt, uh, there are certain protections in place uh, from the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act. I believe you said it was from 1978? Uh, yes. And uh, there are protections in place for you. And, of course, uh, you know, let's make it clear. We're not saying don't pay your debts. We're saying that there is a certain way to do it, and there is a way that is uh, uh, frowned upon by the law so that uh, a lot of debt collectors, you know, especially when they find somebody who who's, seems vulnerable, uh, they might harass them. And, you know, like you say, the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I have a personal example, uh, if you've got a couple of seconds. <laughs> um, years and years ago, I bought a piece of jewelry for a girlfriend, and I was at the jewelry store, and uh, they, they told me, they said, well, you know, if you if you finance it through the the special card that we have, then it's you know only so and so per month. And you know, rather than just plop down a whole bunch of money, I said, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And um, I'm a, I'm an automatic payment kind of guy, so I I like setting things up. I love the the idea of just putting it in my in the computer, and it just mails out a check every month, and I don't have to ever worry about it again. Well, this is one of those times when it just bit me in the in the back end. Because uh, it turns out that, I think, that there was a remainder left over and that I didn't make a last full payment. But I never heard about it. I, you know, gave the gift. The girlfriend is long history at this point. Five years later, I started getting calls from somebody claiming that I owed money on this account. And so... Um, you know, at first I, I, you know, I said, you're crazy. I don't know this. I don't know this. And um, my understanding of the process is uh, through this one experience is that when somebody owes money, the, they, the original creditor tries to collect it. And then, as we said before, they sell it to someone else. Well, they sell it at a discount. So you owe $1,000. Well, the, the next person down the line doesn't pay $1,000 for that debt. They pay a much smaller amount, maybe 50 cents on the dollar. Much less than or that. Much less. It, well, and the, and the point being, though, is that they are a for-profit company. They're attempting to collect debt for profit. What they want to do is they want to collect the full amount as quickly as possible or as much of it as they can so that they make money on that transaction. And if they can't, if they're spending too much time on it, then they'll sell it to an even um, less... Uh, choosy company, I guess would be the <laughs> would be the right way to say it, who will buy it for even cheaper so that they've made at least some or they've they don't lose as much on the deal so that they can move on and go on to more profitable things. Well, this process can go on through um, almost indefinitely that where you're the debt is being sold for cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And so finally, somebody might have bought the thousand dollar debt for fifty dollars. Or a hundred dollars, you know, it, it's 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 possible. And so, what they're gambling on is they're gambling on the the fact that they're going to be able to get even a few hundred dollars out of this, and then they're wildly profitable. Well, so that's what happened with this particular case. In in my case, is I, you know, I I said, well, you know, I I I 
I may owe this money. I don't know. I never heard anything about this. I've never gotten a letter, but, you know, things get lost in the mail or, or whatever. That's fine. You know, um, what do I owe? And then the guy tells me, well, you owe a thousand dollars. And I said, well, no, I don't owe a thousand dollars. I missed one $45 payment five years ago. I, no, I don't owe a thousand dollars. I said, can you, can you send me something? And he says, what's your email address? I give it to him. And I swear the guy sent me what he had just typed up in word that said, you owe this money. And that was his whole documentation. It, it, it there was no, it wasn't, it didn't even look like an official form. <laughs> You know, and so I, I told the guy, I said, well, okay, I'm not going to give, and he wanted me to pay it over the phone, first of all. Which yeah, sure. He's, I said, well, just so you know, I'm never going to give my credit card number to a guy on the phone. And two, you just sent me a piece of paper that just says you owe money. <laughs> you know, if you can make money doing that, I'm going to start doing it because that would be great to just send people a piece of paper that says you owe money. Uh, so what I did on my end is that I, that's how I found out about this process of the selling of debt is that I called the original jewelry uh, store. And it turns out I did miss the last payment. And they said, yeah, you had a debt that you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we, we tried to call you and something happened and we sold it to somebody and I found it. And I called the next company and I called the next company. And and I called the next company, and then there was a gap. And I couldn't ever verify that the, uh, the guy that was calling me actually bought the debt. He wouldn't tell me who he bought it from, and the last company wouldn't tell me who they sold it to. And so, therefore, when I mentioned that to him on the final phone call that I've never heard from this person again from, I said, well, I'm sorry, I can't verify anything. And uh, he got mad at me and hung up. Well, that's the last thing they want to do is work hard to collect. They right. they want the, they want they the whole the low hanging fruit mm-hmm. is what they want to get. And and what you did was was along the right lines. You wanted to make sure that you were actually go, going to pay the person who was authorized to collect the debt, even though the amount was completely out of out of whack. Right. So uh, yeah, under the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act, they and for the most part, debt collectors know what the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act requires, and they will follow it if they have to. Right. And so the, the first thing you want to do is after you get the information from the creditor over the phone, you send them a letter and you reference the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act and you request verification. Now, the creditor, the debt collector, has to provide you some document that links their company with the original company, mm-hmm. an assignment or, or something uh, that 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 does that. He typed it up on his computer and sent it to you and thought that was going to be good enough. Right. The last thing you want to do is what he wanted you to do is is give them your credit card, pay it, and then have the jewelry company say, "Oh, hey, they call you up a couple, uh, later and say, by the way, you forgot to pay us that last payment. You right. pay us." And you say, "Well, I paid this guy." I said, "Well, who is he? We didn't, you know, we don't know them from Adam." So um, the first thing, the more, most important thing is to do is make sure the, the, the person you're talking to has not only the authority to collect the debt, but has the documentation to, to validate the debt. And, and the way these co- companies buy and sell debt, it's usually a computer printout that has basic information, and it's, it's, it's usually information that the debt um, collector has a difficult time coming up with. So in the situation where, um, so I, let's, let's go travel back in time to my situation. So I've, I, I'm sorry, I can't pay this guy. You know, I'm not going to give him my credit card over the phone. Um, but I do recognize that I owe somebody something. 
Um, I, when I talked to the original jewelry store, they wouldn't take a payment from me because they've already assigned that debt to someone they, else. They, they've written that off. I mean, it's it's the charge off. They've writ, written it off their books. It's it's not something that they're they could even probably find in their books. So what do I do? Well, you, you, under the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act, if you request verification of the debt, the debt collector cannot report that debt negatively on your credit report until they do provide mm-hmm. verification of the debt. And if they cannot provide verification of the debt, you, you can completely ignore that hmm. debt, correct, debt collector. Because they Number just one, haven't done their job. It, they haven't done their job, and if they can't verify the debt, they can't report negative information. And if they do, then you have uh, recourse under the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act if they violate the terms and provisions. They've got to be able to provide uh, the information uh, before they can, you know, report negative information to to credit bureaus if if you've given them notice that they have to uh, validate the debt. Let me ask you this. You, you, you talked earlier about somebody sending something via the mail. Uh, is that the only way that you would recommend them doing that so that you actually have it on a physical piece of paper? Or is the email okay? Um, no. Obviously, I, phone's not. I would recommend that you not only send it through the mail, but you send it certified return receipt requested, mm-hmm. and you make reference to the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. I tell my clients that to do this, and then at the bottom, after they sign their name, put a little CC, and then put Robert Wynn and the magic letters ESQ after it. And, right. that, and that sends a message to the debt collectors that, that they know the law, right. that they're not going to be uh, harassed and um, um, intimidated into paying a debt that the debt collector can't verify. Interesting. So... When you're when you're in your, when you're in this situation, uh, do they does the person need to come see you? No, they don't. They don't. If they, the, the advantage to seeing an attorney is learning the law, mm-hmm. learning what their rights are, learning what they should do, um, and how to put what to put in the letter, what magic words to reference in that letter, and how to send it. If you if a debt collector gets a letter that's not certified, they know that nobody can prove that they're violating the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act if, if they ignore it. When we come back in just a moment, uh, you can ask Bob a question of your own if you've been caught in this situation. The number to call is 702-257-5396. That's 702-257-5396. We're talking debt collection with Bob Wynn of Brian A. Lowen Associates on 720-KDWN. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720, KDWN. Welcome back. I'm Brian Black. We're talking to Bob Wynn of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. Today we're talking about the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act. And uh, if you are being uh, called about a debt that you may or may not owe money, how, what you can do, how to protect yourself. And uh, uh, I found it something very interesting near the end of the last segment. I asked, I point blank, I said, well, does somebody need to call? come see you? We're not actually, we're not selling your services here. We're, you're just providing some information. They don't necessarily need to come to a lawyer uh, to make this happen. It's, it's a fairly straightforward process to verify debt, correct? It is. It is. Uh, and, and one of the f- things that we as attorneys do is provide information, is to walk people through the process and, and help them 
take care of things themselves. I've got a uh, text on the Centennial Toyota Talk and Text Line uh, from James. He says, I have a debt collector that says they sent me a letter last May and uh, I didn't get it, and they're refusing to send me a copy of it. Uh, Okay, so... What does this guy do? What does James do? Again, I think James needs to put together another letter, Mm -hmm. reference the letter that was sent back in May, and tell them that this is a follow-up to that letter because he did not receive a response to it, and then cite the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act and let them know that that he is demanding verification of the debt and let them know that, that if they don't comply with the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, that... You know, he there's nothing stopping him from uh, seeking further legal action against their, the violation of the law. So he sends them a letter saying he never received the letter. Certified in return receipt requested. Okay, <laughs> and and you know that's the next step in the process. And that, and that's why it's important to send the letter certified return receipt requested because right. if you send that certified return receipt request requested. They can't come back and say, hey, we didn't get it, because you've got a little green card that says they, they did. Exactly. And it's all about documentation of these cases. All about documentation. And, and I would say that you're probably not going to go to court. Uh, that would be my, unless, unless we've got something that's, that's somebody that's extremely dogged and we're talking about a large amount of money. You know, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, it sounds to me like if you can, if everything gets verified and they send you in, and it's firmly established that you owe what you owe, then you're probably just going to pay it. Um, or if you're not in a position to pay it, then maybe you'll uh, go to bankruptcy or you'll do something else. But- There's all kinds of options. Number right. one, if they validate it, um, every creditor, especially when it gets to a debt collector, mm-hmm. is interested in getting something. Right. And because, as you mentioned, they have very, very little invested in an account because they buy them for just a small fraction of the, the outstanding balance. So if, if a debt collector can settle for you know, 30 cents on the dollar, they're, they're probably making money hand over fist. If right. they can settle for 50 cents on the dollar, they've hit the lottery. And they're, they're working in bulk, too. They buy, they buy they, accounts cre- by the hundreds, correct? Creditors will do whatever is in their best interest to do. Right. And sometimes it's in their best interest to compromise and settle a debt than, than spend the money and effort to f- pursue a, a lawsuit. A debt collector has to hire an attorney. Companies have to hire attorneys to file lawsuits in right. the state of Nevada. So we're not we're not cheap, and so when sure. they have to file, get an attorney and file a lawsuit to collect a debt that they have, you know, fifty dollars invested, but they right. have to shell out three or four hundred dollars to get a lawsuit filed. It, it just doesn't make sense to throw good money after bad. So my, my next question would be is, you know, uh, beyond the, the, you know, you owe money. If you, you, you want to pay your debts, you owe money. Uh, but the, the second thing on the list is when we talk about your credit report. When you have an outstanding debt out there, it's a negative report on your credit report. Um, how do you verify that the person, uh, how do you verify that it's going to get taken off your credit report when you, when you pay this? You know, okay, I, I agree that I'll pay you whatever they offer you, you know, I, I pay you this money. It's, it, it seems so strange to me to just send someone money and hope that it comes off your credit report. One of the conditions that, that you should always have when you settle a debt is to make sure you have an understanding with the debt collector as to how it's going to be reported. Every credit reporting agency, um, they have, they have a, a creditor has an obligation to report accurate information to the credit reporting agencies, the TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. Right. They they have to 
report accurate information. And our credit report is our credit history. It is the history of what has happened. Mm-hmm. And so there, are, what a the creditor can legally report and ethically report to the credit bureaus is limited because if they if they compromise the claim, they will typically report it as satisfied for less than fa- than full amount. Right. But it, again, it's satisfied. Um, the other thing is the um, because the, the creditors cannot report inaccurate information. They can't say, "Hey, this was paid in full." That's not right. Right. It's not. It's not correct. So, so the creditors are are limited in, in exactly what they can report. They they cannot. They can stop reporting it, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't necessarily make it go away, unless they the, it gets reported inaccurately, and, right. and that's what the uh, uh, Fair Credit Reporting Act uh, addresses is is the accuracy of the credit report, and so the first thing to do is to pull your credit reports. There's there's three main credit bureaus, Trans, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of uh, consumers don't know is that, that everyone has a right to get a copy of their credit report for free every 12 months. Right. And how do you do that? Uh, there, in 2003, legislation was passed. Uh, identity theft started becoming a, a problem. And so Congress passed legislation that allowed every consumer to request credit reports from the three main bureaus, and they are obligated to provide them free of charge. And the website that you can go on to request your credit reports for free is called annualcreditreport.com. Okay. And and keep in mind, free is not in anywhere in the title. If, if, if there is any website that mentions free, it's probably not free. Right. <laughs> annualcreditreport.com, and it's not to be confused with any other website that right that might say that they're giving you something <laughs> yeah but but this is free and it it's a website that is was set up years ago um to um for the purposes of pro- uh, reducing identity theft right the best way to monitor identity theft is to monitor your credit report because the first thing that someone does that steals your credit report will go out and start opening up an accounts that will then show on your credit report so so that's the first thing you do is pull your credit report. Now, under the Fair Credit Reporting Act, everything that is supposed to be on our credit report should be accurate and complete and verifiable. And um, in 2015, there was a study that, that was done to, to try to determine the accuracy of credit reports. Guess what, what would you say uh, the percentage of, of inaccurate credit reports existed out there? Of all the, everybody's credit report, how many, what percentage do you think probably has inaccurate information on it. I don't know, 70 or 50%. Well, um, it's actually better than that. Okay. It was 23%. Inaccurate information. Inaccurate on 20, information. 23%. Okay. Yes. Um, and, and, and I don't, haven't looked at the study, but I think that's being very, very positive because the credit reports that I look at and go through very carefully um, contain many more inaccuracies and inaccurate information or is incomplete. And if, it, if there are any of those uh, conditions present on your credit report, mm-hmm. consumers have the right to, to dispute that information right. and go through the process of, of disputing that. And how do you dispute? Do you dispute it with the debt collectors or with the, the credit reporting uh, agencies? Well, you kind of have to attack it 
at both ends. Okay. If you can get the resolve the debt, mm-hmm. and let's say that the creditor um, says, "Okay, we'll we'll stop reporting it," but it continues to show up there. Right. Then, um, or if if it doesn't have the the accurate information, it just says that it was it was um, settled, but doesn't have the date. It's it's incomplete. Okay. If it's incomplete, then you have the right to dispute that information with the credit reporting agencies, and they have thirty days to reinvestigate it. And these credit reporting agencies are not likely to spend the time and effort to go back and try to ver- validate it. They will typically take take it off if if the letter uh, looks like it's genuine and and has some uh, some merit to it. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act and debt collection with Bob Wynn of Brian A. Lowen Associates. If you have a question, give us a call or a text at 702-257-5396. We'll be right back. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720, KBWN. Welcome back. I'm Brian Black talking to Bob Wynn of Brian A. Lowe and Associates. And today we're talking about debt collection, more specifically uh, the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act and uh, the process of, um, you know, of course, we, we honestly believe that you should pay your debts. If you owe somebody some money, you pay your debts. Uh, but if you get caught and uh, you find yourself in a situation where someone says you owe money and you get a strange call from a stranger on the phone, uh, there's certain processes that they have to follow, and you've got to protect yourself, especially when there's so much fraud out there. There is, uh, uh, you know, the Fair Credit, or excuse me, the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act and the Fair Credit Reporting Act, uh, where the Fair Credit Reporting Act specifically was designed to prevent identity theft. Uh, There's a lot of people out there who are calling, uh, say, for instance, our elderly uh, seniors out there. They're calling them and and trying to pry information from them over the phone to get somebody to give their credit card over the phone. You've got to know who you're talking to when it comes to a debt that you may or may not owe. Uh, and we've talked about that a little bit in, uh, during the preceding segments. So let's kind of walk through the process right now. You get that phone call, uh, and, and the, the first thing you do is you get that information, correct? That's correct. You've got to know who you're dealing with. And and when uh, once uh, you know who they are, what do you do? Well, once once if you get that letter, that something in writing from them, identifying them um, uh, as the creditor, then then you request under the Fair Credit Reporting or the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act, you mm-hmm. request verification of the debt. Right now, you've identified the creditor or the, and now you need to make sure that they have the authority to collect the debt and they, that they should have documentation. If they don't have documentation, then they're done. Under the Fair Credit Reporting Act, you can contact, let them know that if they're not going to provide you verification of the debt, that they need to stop contacting you, and legally they can't. And that's, that's that was that follows just with James's question, who sent us a text on the uh, text line. That's exactly what you know, he asked for the letter. They refused to send it to him. Well, that's it, right? As long as he sent that his letter request, uh, letting them know that they can't contact him again, certified, so he can prove that they got it, then then they can't continue to try to collect. A creditor could then, after they get that letter, to st- uh, instructing them to stop contacting the, the, the debtor. Right. That doesn't prevent them from filing a lawsuit, but the likelihood of them actually proceeding with the lawsuit is, is very remote 
for the reasons we previously discussed. So, uh, you know, and, and, you know, another thing that you should do at the beginning of this process, if you feel like you've got debt out there or you've, you've received these calls and you want to you wanna take care of it in the, the best way possible, you pull that annual credit report at uh, annualcreditreport.com. You get one free from each of the three uh, credit reporting services every year. It's an annual credit report. And, and some clients uh, will pull one from one of the three, mm-hmm. and then four months later pull another one from one of the others, right. and then four months later pull another one from the third one. A lot of the credit reporting agencies report the same information, and so that way they can not only get it once a year, but they can get that information periodically and keep right. an eye on it. A little things. bit of overlap there. So, yeah. And once again, it's all about having all the information you need and having all the documentation to verify what you owe and who you owe it to. Um, the next step in this process, of course, is as you said, send those letters. Uh, if there's five guys out there that say that you owe money, then send each of them a letter and ask for that at, in, in writing what you owe and what you can pay to get it off of, uh, to take care of the debt. Yes. And and if if, if the, the client has the financial resources to pay the debt, get it paid. If they don't and they need to explore ver- other options, that's when they need to uh, come in, sit down, and, and we can talk about other options that that are available to them, well, debt, uh, debt settlement, uh, possibly a bankruptcy, and so forth. That's what, that was going to be my next question earlier in the show. You know, you made it clear that uh, you know th- this is something that doesn't cost you anything. It costs you whatever it costs to mail something certified, uh, return receipt requested. But you can do this yourself. You're not encouraging. You're not saying that you have to come see an attorney. However, I'm uh, recommending it. Yeah. If you, <laughs> well, you know, if uh, normally when we talk about somebody coming into Brian A. Lowe and Associates, is this one of the things that you will do a free consultation for? Yes, it is. Uh, so Absolutely. That, that first appointment, you'll talk to them and, and explain the law to them, and that's when it. when clients have debt issues and that they're uh, interested in getting it resolved. I will sit down and 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 tell them. Well, I'll find out exactly what their situation is. I'll tell them uh, what I think is the best recourse to resolve it. And a lot of the times, bankruptcy is not the best option. Okay. Sometimes it, it can be resolved very easily. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, I had a client come in. Um, she had lived in the States for 20 years, but she was actually born uh, in the Philippines. And um, she got uh, a letter and, um, you know, threatening legal action, this and that and the other. And, and she came in literally scared to death she was going to j- jail because she didn't, hadn't been able to pay this debt. Oh, my goodness. She thought that. Well, as we know, we don't have debtors' prisons. We don't in have United debtors' prisons, and 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 um, it, it's pretty rewarding when you can help clients, you know, understand the law, know the rights. In fact, with this particular client, um, she she wasn't a, a candidate for for bankruptcy because she had very little debt. Right. We I, we settled that that debt uh, with the uh, with the creditor for. I think about 30% of the original balance, and and, uh, the creditor is reported as um, uh, satisfied uh, on her credit report. Well, excellent. She she comes in scared, and she leaves satisfied. That's great. Yeah, she thought she was going to jail. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, you know, and and if you would like to make an appointment with Bob over at Brian A. Lowe & Associates, you can give them a call at 702-259-0002, or you can just, you know, if you need to check them out online, southernnevadalawyers.com. So, you know, when you've sent these letters, you, uh, you, you, let's just say they all send you a letter back saying, here's, here's the documentation. This is what, uh, um, this is what you owe, and a lot of times, as you say, these guys buy these debts for penny on, pennies on the dollar, and you're not trying to avoid debt, but you, 
everybody wants to do what's in their best interest. So sure. um, settling these debts, is there is there an advantage to paying it in full? Well, there there is an advantage. Uh, number one, you're you're satisfying a legal obligation. Right. That's that. I think that's a big advantage. Sure. Uh, you you know that you've you've you paid the debt. Uh, the, another advantage is that even if it's reported accurately to the credit reporting agencies as settled for less than full amount, right. At least it's not a debt on right. your credit report. So n- removing that debt is going to improve your credit score a bit. Okay. And and then, uh, of course, eventually, this negative information is going to fall off anyway. Right. So the goal is to 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 set, set, settle the debt and, and reestablish your credit by paying your debts on time and, and allowing some time to, to go by. If, and again, use the Fair Credit Reporting Act to eliminate anything on your credit report that is not accurate, complete, and verifiable. Through a, a different process that uh, really, I mean, it's a it's a it's a process that has to be followed pretty strictly. Um, but eventually, that credit report and score will be going up, um, and that's that's the main goal is to yeah. to eliminate the debt and and have credit so that when you need credit, you can use it. Well, and the important thing here is to do it the right way. What you want to do is you want to follow the letter of the law. You don't want to get sucked into a scam. Don't ever give your credit card out over the phone to anyone, no matter what, or even mail a check to somebody who hasn't proved absolutely that they are who they say they are. You said something very interesting when we were off the air a few minutes ago, that even making a partial payment to a creditor that doesn't actually resolve the debt actually can start that seven-year process over again. And that, that if you if you just send them a, a, a payment, then that actually just starts the whole thing over again, and you could actually be prolonging the process. It, it's it's kind of like a modification of that original contract. And and then uh, that, that, that new information can be reported to on the credit reporting, on the credit uh, reports. Well, you know, as we've uh, discussed in the last hour, this is a fairly straightforward process, but it can get complicated depending on how much debt you owe and who you owe it to. So if you'd like to uh, take advantage of that free consultation, you can call Bob, set an appointment at 702-259-0002 at Brian A. Lowen Associates. You can check him out online at southernnevadalawyers.com. I've, I've really enjoyed this one. This has been informative. I appreciate it, Bob. My pleasure. Uh, we'll be back next Monday with Brian A. Lowen Associates right here on 720 KDWN on Ask the Experts.